is gospel time coming to you from the church of god located at 4601 south drexel boulevard chicago illinois where the pastor's elder ricky dukes Songs by the Choir, Now I Have Everything, by Brother Kenneth Boyd, and He Broke the Chains, directed by Brother Joe Gordon.
The next voice you will hear will be that of our pastor, Elder Ricky. Amen. Thank God. Amen. I will never forget the day when Jesus spoke to my troubled soul. You know, sometimes God's got to get through all our mess, and God can get through it. We carry baggage. We got issues. We got troubles and all that. Amen. And sometimes people try to sit down and, and counsel us through it and try to get us through it. Amen. But God, when God talks to you, when God talks to you, You tell the devil, listen, devil, I cried my last tears yesterday. Me and God, we had a talk. You know, years ago, they came up with a song that says, let us have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about your troubles. He will hear your faintest cry, and he will answer by and by. And you feel, see a little, where we are turning. No little fire is burning. Just a little talk with Jesus. It'll make it right. This afternoon, let God talk to you. Let God talk to you. I don't care where you are, whether you're a saint or a sinner. Let God talk to you on this afternoon. Because God got something to say. Amen. Amen. Thank God for gospel time. This is gospel time coming to you over station WYLL. Hope for your life. Amen. Let us bow our heads and look to the Lord at this time. Our Father and our God, Lord, we thank you, Lord God, that we can remember, dear God, Lord, when you spoke to our troubled soul, dear God. And, and truly, Lord God, when you're not saved, when you don't know God, Lord, when you're not delivered from sin, uh, when you're bound by the chains of sin, uh, my God, uh, bound, Lord God, and chained by smoking and, uh, and drinking and cursing and, and my God, lying, dear God, and my God, Lord, just bound by self, dear Lord. Uh, my God, Lord, uh, we need someone, Lord God, who can help us through, uh, help us through life, uh, help us, Lord, through life's issues, dear God. Uh, my God, Lord, to carry the burden for us, dear God. And Lord, we thank you, Lord God. Uh, my God, Lord, we have found that rescuer, that hero in Jesus, dear Lord. My God, Lord, today we ask that you speak to us. Speak to us, God. We need to hear a word from you, Lord. There is so much going on in this world, so much going on in this nation, dear God. My God, Lord, help us to be a people that stay on our knees, calling out to the almighty God. Spare your people. Spare this nation, dear Lord. My God, spare this world, dear Lord. 
My God, Lord, we think about the incident. My God, that just happened, dear God. Father God, Lord, when the man plowed his van into that crowd of people, dear Lord. My God, Lord, and Father did other things, Lord. My God, have mercy on those people, Lord God. Father God, Lord, we don't want to feel that, Lord, we're all the way over here. My God, Lord, and it's not touching us. But God, if there's anybody that can get a prayer through, Lord God, to hold back the forces of evil. God is your people. So Lord, we pray God mercy. Mercy on the souls of those, my God, Lord, that were involved. That mercy, dear God, my God, Lord, Father, and those, Lord God, that were perpetrators and those that were victims, dear Lord. My God, remember uh, uh, those, Lord, that are sick and afflicted. Uh, my God, Lord, our loved ones here, dear God. Uh, my God, the saints of God. Uh, my God, some of our elder saints. Some, uh, my God, Lord, uh, 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 are just, uh, my God, Lord, sick and waiting for you, Lord. We pray, God, that you will continue to bless and remember them. Now, dear God, speak to every one of us here. My God, Lord, we lift our cups to you. Lord, you, we ask that you would fill it up, dear God. Fill it up, my God, Lord, and help us, Lord, to be obedient people. Bless us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Let's pray for Brother Darius Brown. Amen. Elder here uh, in the congregation. So let's hold him up before the Lord that the Lord would bless our brother as he preaches the word of God. Amen. amen. Let's receive our brother with a hearty amen. Amen. Uh, that. Good afternoon to the saints and those in Radio Land. I am grateful to be saved on this afternoon, grateful to uh, still have a mind to serve God. How about you? Amen. With all the mess going on in times like these, it's good to have a mind to want to live for God and then to go further than that to have the power to actually live that life. Because you can want to live it and not have the ability to live it. But thank God for not only having the mind, but the grace and the power to live a holy life in times like these. Acts the 11th chapter. 21 and a half years ago, I made a decision to serve the Lord. And it was certainly the best decision of my life. And I can't tell you that there's been a day that I've regretted giving my heart to God. I'd be lying to you if I told you that there was a day when I sat and said, I wish I hadn't gotten saved. In 21 and a half years, I've never had that type of day. I've been through some life-shattering stuff, but in 21 and a half years, by the grace of God, it's never gotten so bad where I've said, man, I wish I could go back out there in the world. Wish I could let the devil slap me a few more times. I wish he could kick me in the mouth a few more times. Oh, I long to get a punch from Satan. I ain't had that type of day. No matter how hard it gets, you always better off in salvation. The song says that the life we live as the saints of God far exceeds the life of sin. And I got news for you. It's still my testimony. The life we live as a saint of God far exceed anything the world got to offer, could think of offering, will come up to offer. The life we live as saints is the best life there is. We got issues, we got struggles, sometimes we need a couple.
dollars, all of that. But isn't it good to know that I've got a personal relationship with the one who created the heavens and the earth? If I need a job, he made the earth. If I need a dollar, he made the world. If I need somebody to treat me right, he made men and women. He made us out the dust of the ground. When I need God to intervene, it's good to have a relationship where you can go to God and say, Lord, you know how I've walked before you. I ain't got to scratch my head and I ain't got to go and ask, am I saved? No, no, no. I know when I have the ability to commit sin, when I have the ability to act nasty, the grace of God in my soul kept me intact. The grace of God in my soul calls me to live like a saint. So it's good to have a relationship with God. Good to be able to seek him for yourself. Acts the 11th chapter, let's get into the word of God. Acts 11 and verse number 26, if you'll pray for me on this afternoon. And when he had found him. And when he had found him. He brought him unto Antioch. Let's get a little texture here. Uh, go up to verse number 22. Then tidings of these things came unto the ears of the church, uh -huh. which was in Jerusalem, and they sent forth Barnabas. They sent forth Barnabas. That he should go as far as Antioch, uh -huh. who, when he came, when he and came, he had seen the grace of God. And he had seen the grace of God. Was glad. See, I'm going to tell you what you saw this afternoon with the rejoicing and the leaping. You saw the grace of God. The reason we're able to rejoice is not because we're putting on a show. It's because we know how we've lived all week long. And it entitles us to be able to say, thank you, Lord. We know how we've gone through our tests and trials. And it entitles us to be able to give God glory. It's not all about emotions and making a lot of noise. But I'm going to tell you something. When you live holy, some noise ought to come out of you. He saw the grace of God. Come on. And exhorted them all that with purpose of heart, they would cleave unto the Lord. He was glad when he saw that grace. Man, I get excited when I see the saints rejoicing. It, it, it encourages me. Come on. For he was a good man. He was a good man. And full of the Holy Ghost. And he was full of the Holy Ghost. And of faith. We used to be full of a bunch of foolishness full of weed and cussing and all the rest of this right stuff. It, isn't it good to be full of the Holy Ghost? Amen, brother. And not be rolling on the floor and not be saying, thank you, Jesus, till our tongue roll and gibbering in some unknown gibberish, being full of the Holy Ghost, having power to consistently live holy. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday again, full of the Holy Ghost, filled with power to live consistently holy. Come on, read, please. And much people was added unto the Lord. And much people was added to the Lord. Then departed Barnabas to Tarsus. So at that point, Barnabas left. Come on. For to seek Saul. He went to seek Saul. And when he had found him. And when he had found him. He brought him unto Antioch. He brought him to Antioch. And it came to pass. Came to pass. That a whole year they assembled together with the church. Whole year. Whole year. What they do? Assembled together. With who? With the church. They, they came to church. One of the first things God gives you when you get saved is a man to come to church. When you don't have a man to come to church, there's a good chance you don't have God. 
the way he started them off a whole year, they stayed in the presence with the saints. They came to church. Read, please. And taught much people. And they taught people. And the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. There was something about Antioch that was special. The disciples were there and they were witnessing the people. They were worshiping. They were teaching. But the people were able to see something about them. The Jews got so tired of, of Jesus teaching. They, they were so tired of him coming on the scene and talking about he was the Messiah and preaching them and telling them before Abraham was, I am. And they were telling him stuff like, man, you ain't old enough to be our, our father. We ain't born to fornication. They would just take Jesus through. But then there were these disciples, because at this point, Jesus is off the scene. But there's these disciples who have this crazy resemblance to Jesus. They look like him. They like, man, we we killed him. Now I know he dead. You you he dead, right? Yeah, we can't, you saw him on the cross. He died. He dead. All right. Why I seem like I'm talking to him again? Oh boy. They sound like him. They look like him. They live like him. They act like them. They treating us the way he treated us. They loving us the way he loved us. Praise God. They tolerating us and long suffering with yes. us and Praise showing God. us love and, 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 and they just look so much like them. Man, y'all some Christians, man. Y'all do everything he say. Y'all act like them, live like them, dress like them, talk like them. Y'all some Christians. They said it in a derogatory way. It was their way of slandering the brethren because they said, y'all do everything he say. You look like him, you act like him, you talk like him. Antioch was the first place that the disciples were called Christians. But it, it ain't just they was called Christians. There was a reason they were called Christians. Because people saw something. We're living in a time, saints, where every, most people, not everybody, most people want to be called Christians. The person who just gave you the finger in traffic more than likely is on their way to somebody's church. People will cuss you out. They'll have a knock out, drag out fight in the street and then start talking about Jesus in the next breath. Almost everybody want to profess that they're Christian, but very few look like them. Very few live like them. Very few talk like them. So my subject this afternoon is, are you a Christian? Prove it. My title is, are you a Christian? Question mark. Prove it. These disciples, there was something about their life that could not be denied. They looked so much like Jesus that the folks had to come up with a slur for them. Y'all look so much like them. Y'all some Christians. Well, I'm glad in these 2017, there's still some Christians out here. Still some folks that look like Jesus. Still some folks that live like Jesus. Still some folks that talk like Jesus. We're still living just like them. And you can tell we're Christians because we look just like Christ. 
Let's get in the scripture, 2 Corinthians. Let's get through this, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. If you are who you say you are, prove it. You ain't no Christian just because you say you one. Right. I can say I'm Mary Emanuel. Now, there's a couple problems with that. Besides my weight. There's a lot of stuff that proves I'm not him. But if you walk up to him, he's able to pull out his credentials and show you I am who I say I am. As Christians, our lives should be able to testify for us. We shouldn't have to always pull out our Bibles and tell people, I go to the Church of God for the 601 side. People ought to be able to look at our lives and say, well, it's something about you. I can't figure it out. Can't put my finger on it. People who tell you, you look familiar. I know you from some. They don't know you from Adam. They see Jesus in you. And because Jesus is recognizable, they're able to say, you look familiar. You're a Christian, prove it. Prove it by the way you live, not your mouth. Everybody talking. Show me you're a Christian by the way you live. Show me when we have a disagreement, you're a Christian. Show me when we don't agree, you're a Christian. Show me when I cut you off in traffic, you're a Christian. You say you're a Christian, prove it. 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter, verse number 17. Therefore, therefore, if any man be in Christ. When you get in Christ, when you become a Christian, one of the main ways we're going to be able to tell you a Christian is because of what? He is a new creature. You're a new creature. All things are passed away. Wait a minute. You can't still do all that old stuff and try and convince me you're changed. Nobody who takes a bath should still be stinking when they're done. How can you take a bath in the blood of Jesus and have the stench of sin still coming off of you? How can you bathe in the precious blood of Jesus Christ and have the stench of smoking and drinking and cussing and lying and fornicating? How can that stench stench still be following you? I just got out the bath of Jesus' blood. With your stench of sin, as you go outside to light up your marbles, I'm a believer. You a liar. If you're a Christian, your life should be able to prove you're a Christian. If you never open your mouth, we ought to be able to put your life on the screen and see Jesus. And if we can't, something's wrong. Because Christian means Christ-like. It means a follower of Christ. If you're following him, you ought to look like him. All things are become new. Not some things, all things. So that means I stop smoking. I don't reduce it. I stop it. I don't slow down on my lying. I stop lying. I don't slow down on lusting. I stop lusting. I'm a new creature. All things are passed away. And how much has become new? Behold, all things are become new. So you're still doing old stuff and trying to tell somebody you're a Christian. Stop lying. Prove it. That's like them folks using them fake IDs trying to get in places. Talking about you 26 and you barely 16. Quit lying. People going to church every Sunday. I'm a Christian. Really? Let's rewind your life this week. And you better get out of my bed. You better get out of my bed. You cussing somebody out. Okay. Thank you. We're done. We don't need to see no more. That's enough. We know you a liar. 
All it takes is one thing. When you, your life looks like Jesus, there's no scratch in my head. I don't have to come up with two plus two equal five. No, it's going to always equal four. And you ain't going to convince me otherwise. First Timothy, the second chapter. Are you a Christian? Yes, I am. Born again. Been born again since I was seven years old. All right. You stop committing sin. Oh, we all, we all fall short because we all weak. My spirit is willing, but my flesh is weak. Well, if you're a Christian, you ought to have some power in your flesh. You ought to have power over your flesh. Our flesh shouldn't be running us. We ought to be in control of it. So if you're a Christian, prove it by the way you live. Stop talking so much. I'm evangelist. I'm deacon. I'm missionary. I'm on a mother's board. I'm on a missionary board. I'm on a praise team. You're doing all that talk, but what does your life say? Saints of God that profess to be saved, what does your life say? I'm a saint. I've been here 27 years, but what does your life testify? Does your life testify you're a saint of God? Does your life testify you're obeying God? Does your life testify you're living all you know is right? Are you doing this double life living? What does your life say? 1 Timothy 2.19 Are you a Christian? Prove it. 1 Timothy 2.19 2 Timothy 2.19 Nevertheless Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. God said, look, a lot of stuff is crooked nowadays. They got alternative facts and all that stuff. God don't have no alternative facts. The foundation of God stands sure. Having this seal. Having this seal. The Lord knoweth them that are his. God know every one of his people. Not one of God's people was in the club last night. Amen. Not one of God's people got out of a bed of fornication or adultery today. Not one of God's people had to put out a cigarette today. The Lord knoweth them that are his. And how will you prove you're a Christian? How will you prove you've been redeemed? Read, please. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ. Everybody who say they are Christian. Depart from iniquity. That's the first thing he says. Oh, we had a praise service today. But how many of us stop sinning? Oh, it don't work. We just magnify the name of the Lord. You can't magnify nothing if sin is in your life. Are you a Christian? Yes, I am. Then prove it. Let me follow you during the week. Let me, let me see how you, how you live during the week. Since you say you're a Christian, I ought to be able to see Jesus in you. John 8. Let's establish some foundational things. The main way you're able to tell a Christian is they have come in contact with Jesus Christ. There's a lot of people saying they're Christians but have never had a conversion experience with Jesus Christ. You cannot get converted through Buddha. You can't get converted through the Pope. You can read the Quran as many times as you want, go through Ramadan, wash your hands, and go all the way on Stony Island, wherever else you want to go. You will never get holy until you accept Jesus Christ and he becomes your Lord and Savior. What did I call? John chapter 8. John chapter 8. Let me see what verse I want. John chapter 8 and give me verse number 10 and 11. When Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman. He saw nobody but the woman. This is the woman called the act of adultery and these religious folks was around after they had watched the dirty scene. 
we caught her in the act. After they saw it, then they, after they finished watching, now they want to turn her in. Hey, Jesus. You'll never believe what we just saw. As wicked as they were with sin in their lives, they were perverted, they were wicked, they were hypocrites. But they wanted to turn her in. We just caught her in the very act. And then Jesus said, he that's without sin among you. He didn't say in the world. He said among you. You perverts that just watched this scene. He that's without sin among you. Let him cast the first stone. And because those men that were there, none of them were without sin, they all tiptoed off. So when Jesus saw she was by herself, that's where we're coming in now. Read, please. When Jesus had lifted up himself uh-huh. and saw none but the woman, what he say? He said unto her, woman, woman, where are those thine accusers? Where are your accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? Have no man condemned thee? She said... No man, Lord. No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, What did he tell her? Neither do I condemn thee. I'm not here to condemn you. Go and I, sin wait, no it more. Ain't, it ain't over right there. I ain't here to condemn you. Thank you, Jesus. I got another appointment with another boyfriend, so I appreciate you for telling me that. Don't condemn me. Don't judge me. I appreciate you. Jesus, you're my Savior. I appreciate you for not condemning me. Hey, Leroy. No, 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 no. Stay with me. Jesus didn't end it there. He said, I don't condemn you. You just came in contact with the Savior. I don't condemn you. Look, you could be messed up in sin. Jesus ain't here to put his foot on your neck. Amen. If that was the case, none of us in here be saved. We was all messed up. None of us deserve to be saved. So he, he said, I didn't come to condemn you, but hey, hey, hey. I do got something to tell you, though. You're going to be a Christian. But I, but I got to tell you something. What did he tell her? Go. Go. And sin no more. Don't, don't you sin again. Can't nobody live free from sin. Jesus said go. We all fall short. Jesus said go. He didn't say try. Girl, I know it's hard. Girl, I know these guys. Girl, I know they be following you. He said go. Get rid of your excuses. Get rid of your, your sorry excuses. Why you can't live holy. You want to be a Christian? Prove it. Go and sin no more. Then he gives you power to carry it out. He ain't going to tell you to do something he won't give you power to do. You say you're a Christian. When the last time you committed sin? Jesus said, go and sin how many times? No more. Oh, when they cut me off in traffic, I can't help the French that come out of my mouth. That's not French. That's your heart. John 8, 31. Go to verse 31 and 32. Then said Jesus unto Are you those a Christian? Jews. Are you a Christian? Let's, let's see how we can prove you're a Christian. Everybody want to say, you know, as children, people be lying, talking about what they got at home. Mm-hmm. Man, I got a 1974 man, Cadillac, man, in my garage, man, untouched, low mileage and everything else. Really? Yeah. When are we going to see it? Oh, man, I can't be showing all my stuff. <laughs> I'm supposed to believe you because you said you got it? These people who tell you, hey, man, I'm, this pyramid scheme, all right, today, give me $500, mm. and then what I'm going to do is 
I'm going to invest it for you, and then what's going to happen is your five going to turn to 15, and then the next thing you know, that's going to turn to three grand. And before you know it, man, you're going to be, you're going to be wealthy. But I just need the five right now. And I'm supposed to reach in my pocket and hand over $500 because you said that. Now, are we smarter than that? Most of us are so skeptical, we like, no, nah, prove it. Prove it. Why don't we do that when it comes to salvation? Why we just take everybody's word? I'm a, I'm a Christian too. I'm a Christian too. Folks on the dance floor, oh, cutting up. Oh, I won the best step. Up. Yeah, I'm a Christian too. Folks in Hollywood sleeping with all type of folks on the screen, everything else, and then they win the award. I want to give honor to God. Rap artists game banging and thugging out on their raps, and then they win the award. Man, won't we'll give honor to the man upstairs. My God, you're a Christian. Prove it. Prove you're a Christian. It's more than lip service. Folks are in church today, filling up pews today. Folks are going to church, and they are not saved. They're not Christians, and they're professing the name of Christ. And God is saying, if you're a Christian, prove it. God said, I know them that are man. I want a blood test. Amen. Tell me that you my child. I want a blood test. I want to see my blood in you. Show me my blood in you. You're talking about you belong to God. I'm God's child. Cussing, lying, you don't look nothing like him. That's the first key that this ain't your child. When we come talking about this is my child, look, Korean baby. This is your son. I want a blood test. Don't you know Jesus saying the same thing? You talking about you're my child and you still cussing and lying and gambling and partying? I want a blood test. Show me the blood of Jesus running in your life. Because when you're saved, when you're a Christian, when we do a blood test, nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. We ought to be able to see the blood in your life. Amen. What sins are you talking about? Amen. I don't remember them anymore. From the book of life, they've all been torn out. Why? Because Jesus' blood just washed all that stuff away. Yes. Prove it. Show me the blood applied to your heart. I am saved. Well, prove it. John 8, 31, what does he say? Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him. He said this to the Jews which believed on him. If ye continue in my word. Why, why, why he say if? Because there's a chance you won't. You a Christian, prove it. If you continue in my word. Then are ye my Listen, disciples Saints, indeed. Well, I got saved 15 years ago. If you continue in my word. You got to keep on obeying the word of God. I got saved in 1976. What happened in 84? You cut somebody out. Fell into adultery. Fell into fornication. No, no, you can't keep talking about 1976. You stop following his word. You stop obeying him. You backslid. Come on now. If you continue in my word, you obey me every day. I'm a Christian. Obey God. 
Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, when you're upset, when you're angry. He said, be angry and sin not when folks do you wrong. I'm still walking in his word. When you continue, even when I'm angry, when I'm provoked, I'm still walking in his word. They're getting on my nerves, getting on my last nerve, but I'm walking in the word of God, and it calls my last nerve to stay in order. I still don't get out of order, even though I feel like they tapping on the last nerve. There's a grace that keeps me intact and I keep continuing in his word then are ye my disciples you snapping on folks left and right ain't got power to control your spirit and still want to say you a Christian something wrong with that if you continue in my word then are ye my disciples indeed indeed and ye shall know the truth come on and the truth shall make you free Titus the third chapter I'm talking about if, are you a Christian? Then prove it. Let me see your life. You men that say you're Christians, when that short skirt walked by, don't sing your song, oh, he heard my cry. No, no. When a short skirt walked by, you prove you're a Christian. Somebody said neck grace. God even got neck grace. Stuff walk by and the flesh say, take a look. The devil say, take a look. But because I'm a Christian and because the power of God is in me, every other guy is like, oh, man, you see that? You see that? But the power of God, I'm going to prove to you I'm a Christian. I'm going to show you the power of God, not because I'm so strong in myself, but I depend on God and the grace he gives me enables me to keep my spirit. When y'all around, when you're not around, when I'm on a computer, God don't have one pornographic bound Christian. God don't have one man bound by pornography. God got power. God got grace. And when we're by ourselves, the grace of God is there. You a Christian, prove it. Nobody around and you on the computer, you prove you a Christian. All type of stuff popping up trying to get you to click on it. But as a Christian, the power of God kick in and I start closing stuff out left and right. Click close, click close, click close, click close. I refuse to compromise my integrity. I refuse to let the devil drag me in. Uh-uh. I'm going to prove I'm a Christian. Titus 3 and 8, Titus 3 and 8. This is a faithful saying. Come on. And these things I will that thou affirm constantly. Come on. That they which have believed in God might they, be careful. Take this a little slow. They that have believed. Believers. Y'all know how the evangelicals say I'm a believer. They that are saved. We already know you can't do no works to get saved. Right? You can't earn salvation to get it. No, ain't no good works you can do to earn salvation, right? No, no, no. But when you do get saved, it produces some good works. And the Bible says, let they that believe do what? I will that thou affirm constantly that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. Man, These things listen, are good and profitable unto you, men. You got to be careful to maintain good works. You're a Christian, prove it. I got to be careful. I got to make sure everything I do, God getting glory out of. When nobody's around, when somebody get on my nerves and my flesh want to have a nasty attitude, but the Bible say you maintain good works. 
when I want to have an attitude, the Bible says, maintain good works when somebody don't treat me right. Tell them to be careful. They can't maintain what they don't have. Did you hear what I said? You can't maintain what you don't have. Some people have never had a conversion and they can't maintain good works because they don't have no good works to maintain. When you are not able to live a consistent holy life and you constantly falling into sin, falling into sin constantly, falling into sin, something wrong. That ain't the life of Christ. Oh, you got to prove Jesus in you. How you going to tell me you cooked this chicken and blood coming out of it? Uh-uh, I cooked it. Uh-uh, I put it in the grease. I cooked it. And, and so what's this blood I'm telling you? Well, all I know is I cooked. No, you ain't cooked nothing. Some folks profess to be Christians and blood coming out their life. Guilt. Left and right, they doing stuff. No power to overcome. If you're truly a Christian, your life ought to testify. First Peter 2, I'm saying, are you a Christian? Then prove it. Prove it by how you live. Saints, when the devil tell you you ain't saved, you need to tell him prove it. You a liar and the father of them. Here I am living saved, living all I know is right, living above sin, obeying God to all I know, and you're going to come telling me you ain't saved, you ain't saved, you ain't saved. Prove it or shut up. That's what you tell the devil. If you ain't got no sin, which of you convincing me of sin? If you ain't got no sin, no black and white sin, you shut your mouth. I know how I'm living. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. The devil will accuse you and accuse you and accuse you. But if I'm a Christian, my life can prove the life I live. Why do we have confidence when we pray because of the way we live? Amen. Tell the devil to get off your shoulders. Devil lying in your ear. You ain't saved. You know you a hypocrite, right? And the hypocrite running free. He ain't bothering them because he already got them. But he over here bothering the ones that really are saved. Man, you better get off my back. You prove what I did. Oh, you know what you did. No, you, you tell me what I did. Well, you know what you Satan God rebuke you in the name of Jesus. My life proves how I live. I can't live holy of myself. I can't live above sin of myself. The only way I'm able to maintain my life is by my obedience through Jesus Christ. Amen. When I stop obeying, I stop being victorious. Okay. I don't live by feelings. I live by faith. First Peter 2.21. For even here unto were ye called. You were called. Because Christ also suffered for us. Leaving us an example. He left us an example. Then ye should follow his steps. Since you say you're a Christian, you ought to put on Jesus' shoes. Since he's living in you, you are, he, look, Jesus didn't become bowleg once he got in your life. Now he can't, and slew footed, he can't walk straight. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, maybe, maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong. No, Jesus don't do that. You walk in his steps. What is his steps? Where do they lead us? Read, please. Who did no sin? Ooh, no sin. Neither come on, was come on, wait, wait, wait. You a Christian? Prove it. Oh, I sin every once in a while. Ding. When we walk in Jesus' steps, first thing he tells us is no sin. Come on. Who did no sin? Come on. 
neither was guile found in his mouth. No deceit. When the last time you lied? No deceit. Didn't lie one time. Didn't act out a lie. Come on, sometimes folks told the edge and they act out a lie. Well, it depends on what you call yes. I mean, I don't know. No, you just lied. See, God looks at your heart. That's right. If you're a Christian, prove it. See, Christians, we're straight up. It's, it's, it's straight out. Ain't no left and right and veering and gray and well, I don't know, no. It's either yes or no. Isaiah 63 and 7 says, surely they are my people, children that will not, will not lie, not during tax time, not when our job is on the line, not when people come and attack us. We don't lie ever. I told one white lie, well, if it was green, black, yellow, a lie is a lie. Ain't no discrimination in lying. Ain't no segregation in lying. No matter what the color of it is, if you lie, you're a liar. All right now. Ephesians 5 and 2. Are you a Christian? Well, yes, I am. Well, what's your life say? So many people lay out on, uh, when they die, they casket there, and they say people lie on you when you're alive and lie for you when you're dead. People who couldn't stand you, they get up. <sighs> Darius was an upright guy. I mean, what can I say? He was the best. But my question is, what does my life say? See, saints and friends, what matters is what our life says. When you and I stand before God, it's not what the congregation says about us. It's what God and our life says. God help us. Ephesians 5 and 2. And walk in love as Christ also have loved us. Come on. And have given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savor. Yeah. But fornication. But fornication. And all uncleanness. I'm a Christian, and me and my girlfriend, I mean, we've been together for five years. You know, we still live together, and, you know, we, 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 we have relations and stuff like that. But, I mean, we both love the Lord, but fornication. And all uncleanness. Wait a minute. Fornication. An unlawful relationship. Somebody you're not married to. To have an intimate relationship with him. Not one Christian. He says, but fornication reap, please. And all uncleanness. All uncleanness. Or all covetousness. The filth, all the filth you can imagine. All the filth the world got out here. He says, how many times? All uncleanness. Uh-huh. Or covetousness. And, and the gambling, the lottery, and the riverboat. Come on. Let it off. not be once named among you. When? As become its saints. When you become a Christian. No fornication. No choir directors are fornicating. No choir members are fornicating. Not Christians. Why? My life proves I'm a Christian because I have the opportunity to do it and I choose not to. And the power of God in me and the saints ain't scratching off saying, Lord, bless me to get these matching numbers. No, we don't, we don't, we don't gamble. You're a Christian, prove it. Get out the lottery line. You're a Christian, prove it. Get out of that smoking line. You're a Christian, prove it. Stop committing adultery. You're a Christian, prove it. Ephesians 4.29 says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. You're a Christian, stop cussing. Amen. Mm -hmm. And see, you're going to try and do it on your own and you're going to fail. It's not till you come and kneel under the precious blood of Jesus and have a true conversion experience where God wash you. He got to wash you in his blood, wash all the stain of sin off of you. And when you get up, 
you're a new creature. And you ain't got to tell a bunch of folks, listen, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved. When you come around, they'll look at you and say, where you been? It's something different about you. I, I, don't, I don't know what it is. See, they don't know what it is because they're not acquainted with it. I don't know what it is about you, but something different. When they say something different, that's a good sign for the saints. Praise God. Saints, we are misfits in this world. When we start fitting in, we're in trouble with God. God's people never fit in with the world. We always stand out like sore thumbs. We always stand out from the crowd. Why? Because Jesus is in us. And they hated Jesus when he walked the earth. And they hate him now. And if you are not going to be Christians, the Bible says they that live godly in Christ shall suffer persecution. If you look at... We hope you have enjoyed gospel time today. If we can be of any help... Please let us know by writing to the Church of God at 4601 South Drexel Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60653, or phone 773-548-7133. If you would like to visit with us, our order of service is as follows. Sunday morning Bible school at 9.15 a.m. Sunday morning worship service, 11 o'clock a.m. Sunday night worship service at 5 p.m. Tuesday night worship service at 7 p.m. Prayer service on Thursday at 12 noon and Friday night Bible class at 7 p.m. Remember, at this same time next week, you may hear Gospel Time over radio station AM 1160, Hope for Your Life from 5 till 6 p.m. Please visit our website at the Church of God chicago.com and like us on facebook at church of god of chicago as we bring this broadcast message to a close we would like to leave this scripture from the word of god with you first peter chapter 3 verse 15 but sanctify the lord god in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear the musician for this broadcast has been our pianist, Sister Naomi Horton. The reader and announcer for today has been Sister Alice Allen. May God bless and keep you. It's amazing. So many people want to be Christians, but very few want to live the life. We're in an age of instant gratification. People want all the rewards with none of the labor. When it comes to being a Christian, you and I, we got to live the life. There's suffering involved. There's denial involved. But the good thing is there's power involved. Amen. You know how good it feels to be able to say, I'm not doing something and have the power not to do it? Amen. For years, mm -hmm. decades, to be a new creature in Christ, nothing compares to it. Let me close here. Matthew, the seventh chapter. We'll close here. Are you a Christian? Prove it. Saints, as we go through these tests and trials, let's prove we saints. Amen. Well, how I do that, brother dear? It's by obeying God. Stop murmuring and complaining and trying to find trap doors and telling everybody nobody know the truth. Prove you got what you say you got. Because if we're truly saved, God ought to be able to give us some grace to go through. And if he ain't got grace for us to go through, we need to check what's going on. 
Because he'll never lead us where his grace can't keep us. Amen. Matthew 7, 13. Enter ye in at the straight gate. At the straight, the narrow gate. Come on. For wide is the gate. This the, the, the gate that everybody going in, even politicians profess to be Christians. And they lying and endorsing sin and everything else. And still talking about our Christian, my Christian beliefs. But he tells us entering at the straight gate. Wide is the gate. And broad is the way. The homosexuals are on the broad way. They got their own church. You can be a homosexual and still say you're a Christian. Even though the word speaks against it. Jesus is the word. The word talks against homosexuality. And I'm going to say I'm a Christian who's living a homosexual lifestyle. That's a lie. It's an abomination. And you, sh you should have shame even putting that together. Just like you should have shame saying I'm a smoking Christian. My God. My God. People rail on the homosexuals, but, but, but the fornicators and the drunkards and the gamblers in the same boat. Come on, let me get out of the way. Come Enter on. ye in at the straight gate. Yeah. For wide is the gate. Yes. And broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. Come on. Because straight is the gate straight and narrow is the, is the way. Narrow is the way. Which leadeth unto life. When you start expanding the way and you start making allowances for fleshly stuff in your life, there's a good chance you done got off the straight and narrow gate. Now you're in the wide gate, the broad way. We start letting all type of stuff in our lives. We stretching the gate. You on the Broadway now. Read, please. And few there be that find Come on. Be beware of false prophets. False prophets. Which come to you in sheep's clothing. Say but they inwardly Christians. they are ravening wolves. But inwardly they ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. You're going to know them. Not by what they say. By their fruits. Come on. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistle? Come on. Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit. Yes. But a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A, a sinner's going to sin, and a saint will not sin. Read, please. A good tree cannot good bring tree forth evil fruit. Cannot bring forth evil fruit. Christians don't commit sin. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Sinners can't live a holy life. You got to be saved. Come on. Every tree that bringeth not forth fruit is hewn down hewn and cast down, into the fire. Cast into the fire. Wherefore by their fruits ye shall end, know them. We end on verse 20. You say you're a Christian, you prove it. Show me through your fruits. If you can't forgive, there's a problem. Right now. Because Christians, the Bible tell us, you forgive men, they trespasses, right. and the Lord will forgive you. And he say, if you don't, All right, I'll he won't. That's right. So how you going to be a Christian and not forgiving folk? Mm -mm. God bless you is our prayer. Amen. Amen. Good word. Amen. Good word. How much plainer does it need to get? How much plainer? You know, some people, they don't like preaching like this. They don't like for you to tell them that they need to prove that they're a Christian because, you know, they'll uh, respond to you that you're judging me, stop judging me and all that. But, you know, the scripture tells us as the people of God, we are the light of the world. That's what we are. We are the light of the world. 
How does a light bulb prove that it, it lights up? How does it prove it illuminates? How do you know when you put a light bulb in that it works? You prove it by putting it in the socket and then it The sister read the scripture. It tells us to sanctify the Lord God in our heart and be ready always. If, if somebody asks me, 